0: Hello and welcome to the next in the series of studies in John's Gospel. John 10, 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. That's a verse I'd intended to just do one talk on. But after last week's, I want to do another one. Last week, we looked at how John 10 uh, parallels with the Psalm 23, where David says, the Lord is my shepherd. And that's the Psalm about God. And therefore, for Jesus to say that he is the shepherd, is a profoundly radical statement, and we looked at that in our last one. But why does he say he is the good shepherd? Psalm 23 says the Lord is my shepherd. It doesn't say the Lord is my good shepherd. Why has Jesus inserted the word good? I suspect it's because he is linking the minds of the listeners to a passage in the Old Testament where God talks about bad shepherds. It happens to be, if you know me well, one of my favourite passages, one I've preached on probably more than any other Old Testament passage, and I'm delighted to go back to it. If you remember, we've been going through John 10, where Jesus is using the analogy of sheep and shepherds to describe his relationship and his importance to the people. In John 10, he said that he's come to bring life in all its fullness, full, overflowing life, and that has led us to John 10. 10, 11. And also verse 14, where he repeats the phrase, I am the good shepherd. We've talked about Psalm 23. I want to talk about why he's not the bad shepherd. And then in the next talk, we're going to look about at the last part of the verse about laying down his life. So what was a bad shepherd? What was that like? Well, it all comes from Ezekiel, 34, which was a prophecy uh, through the prophet Ezekiel to the leaders of the people of God, where God is extremely unhappy with them because they have led the people badly. The word of the Lord came to me. I'm going to read you Ezekiel 34 bit by bit and just unpack it because it's such a significant passage. The word of the Lord came to me, says Ezekiel. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to you, shepherds of Israel. Now, you can see it's a really heavy passage. God is really upset with those who call themselves leaders and he says that they are bad shepherds, and that he's going to explain why. And the first thing he says is they take care of themselves only. Woe to you shepherds who only take care of yourselves. Should not the shepherds care? take care of the flock? So the criticism of bad shepherds is they're self-centered. They are only looking to their own needs. In fact, He goes on to tell us that they keep the best for themselves. You eat the curds, you eat the best food, you clothe yourselves with wool, and you slaughter the choice animals, but you do not take care of the flock. Notice the repetition. A bad shepherd has no compassion and care for the people. Now, why is this exciting and where is this taking us? Well, because Jesus, by using the word good, is Bringing us back to this passage and saying that he is completely different. He is one who takes care of the needs of the people before his own. But let's stay in Ezekiel 34, because it's then further unpacked and described to us in what I feel is a very inspirational section. Because he defines what taking care of themselves is. He says, you have not strengthened the weak. So a good shepherd is one who sees the sheep that are weak and struggling and hurting and vulnerable, and he gives them strength. You have not strengthened the weak. He says you have not healed the sick. So a good shepherd is one who sees who is unwell and seeks to restore them to fullness, to health. You have not bound up the injured. So a good shepherd is one who sees those who are injured and applies Dressings and wounds and bandages uh, to, uh, to heal the wound. You have not brought back the strays. A good shepherd looks for the sheep that are lost. Remember the story that Jesus tells about the 99 sheep and the one that is lost. A good shepherd brings back those on the edge who are wandering away, who are losing faith, who are losing touch. And Jesus is a good shepherd because he seeks out those who are straying and wandering from the path. Sometimes Christianity seems to be the the religion that rejects and criticizes and rebukes and punishes and disciplines those who are straying. But actually, the good shepherd runs after them. He continues, you have not searched for the lost. The bad shepherds don't care about those that are disappearing. But the good shepherd seeks to find them, searches, looking for them. Where have they gone? And finally, he says, you have ruled harshly. So a bad shepherd does not care about the lost or the injured or the weak, but seeks only for themselves and dominates them for their own purposes. And we need to hear the pain of God in the following verses. He says, they were scattered because there was no shepherd. His people have been scattered. This is written actually to the people in exile, the people who have been uh, lost, the nation and the leadership. They were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered all over the mountains and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth, and no one searched or looked for them. Therefore, this is verse 7 of Ezekiel 34, Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd, and so has been plundered, and has become food for all the wild animals. Notice the repetition, notice the pain. His people have lost because of bad shepherding. He says, because my shepherds did not search for my flock, but cared for themselves rather than for my flock. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against the shepherds. I will hold them accountable for my flock. I will remove them from tending the flock so that the shepherds can no longer feed themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths. I will no longer, it will no longer be food for them. And this is important in this context of Jesus debating and discussing with the leaders of the, the temple, and the leaders of the people. And he's saying, referring to Ezekiel 34, he says, you're going to be removed. You have been bad shepherds, but I am the good shepherd. And if we go back to Ezekiel 34, we discover this wonderful description then of what God is going to do, that I believe Jesus is clearly saying, now I am fulfilling. Because Ezekiel 34 and verse 11 says, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself, I myself will search for my sheep. Notice the repetition, I myself, I am going to do it a wonderful prophecy in the Old Testament that God is saying, I will come and look for the lost and I will search for the broken and the weak and the vulnerable and the wounded and the injured and I myself will do it. And then when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, he's saying now, now is the moment where God comes to save the lost. He says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. Notice the repetition, uh, uh, that uh, as shepherds look after their scattered flocks, this is verse 12, when they are with them, so I will look after my sheep. Repetition, God says, I will come and look after. And this is who Jesus is, he's come to look after. He's come to rescue us from all the places where they were scattered. He's come to gather. I will bring them out of the nations and gather them from the countries. I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in the settlements in the land. I will tend them in good pasture. Hear this language, care for the sheep, of looking after them. They will lie down in good grazing land. They will find rich pasture in the mountains of Israel. Notice this sense of linking in to Psalm 23. But it's God who's going to do it. I will search for the lost and bring, them, bring back the strays. He's repeating himself, demanding that we hear this, demanding that we understand this. Now, these words are written many, many years after Psalm 23. So they are about a time to come. That Jesus is saying, now is the moment. Verse 16, I will bind up the injured. This is what the sovereign Lord is saying through Ezekiel, that God will come as a shepherd in contrast to the leaders they have at the time, and he will bind up the injured. He will apply bandages. He will apply uh, healing. Isn't that fantastic? This is who Jesus is saying, I have come to care. I've come to bind up the injured. But the sleek. And the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. He's come to strengthen the weak, but to to bring justice and judgment on those who have exploited and damaged and hurt and abused. And he spells that out again, what that has looked like in these bad shepherds. He says, is it not enough for you to feed on good pasture? Must you also trample the rest of your pasture with your feet? He's saying that... One of the big criticisms is that the people of God have pushed others away and damaged it, kept it for themselves. He repeats it. Is it not enough for you to drink clear water? Must you also muddy the rest with your feet? Must my flock feed on what you have trampled and drink what you have muddied with your feet? Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says to them. See, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep because you shove with flank and shoulder, butting all the weak sheep with your horns until you have driven away. I will save my flock. So God is saying that those who should be looking after Others have been looking after themselves and there is a warning to any church and any church leadership that if we make it for us and we push and butt away those who are lost or weak or vulnerable or strayed, if we make this our thing and trample and dirty the water for ourselves and we make Christianity a thing for Christians, that the good shepherd says, I will come and remove that. Because I have come to save the lost. I have come to look after them. I've come to bind them up. I've come to find them. I've come to gather them. I've come to draw them back. And Ezekiel 34, 23 says, I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David. And this is what I believe Jesus is referring to now. He's coming as the son of David, the Messiah, the one who will save and he will tend And he will be their shepherd. I the Lord will be their God, and my servant will be their prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is the incredible prophecy that God is coming as a shepherd and will be in the midst of his people, alongside them. I will make a covenant of peace. This is verse 30 uh, 25. And the places a covenant of peace with them and rid the land of the savage beasts that they may live in the wilderness and sleep in the forests in safety. And I will make them and the places and the surrounding my hill a blessing. I will send down showers in season. There will be showers of blessing. This is the prophecy that the good shepherd will come and save the people who are lost and weak and strayed and gone wrong. And he will gather them back and they will become a blessing to others. They will be able to live in the wilderness and they will still see the showers of blessing. And I believe this is a wonderful passage that Jesus is bringing to us. That he is the good shepherd. He's come to look for those of us who are lost, or those who we love and care for who are lost. He's come to pull people back. He's come to save. He's come to be God with the people. He's come to roll up his sleeves and say, I will come and look for them. So the question that we want to reflect on as we conclude this study is what do we want to follow Jesus, the shepherd, in? As he leads us, we want to be part of his ministry, of searching, of looking after, of rescuing, of gathering, of caring, of binding up, of strengthening, of bringing justice, of saving. This is the work that Jesus has come. This is the work he calls the disciples to follow him in. This is what we've experienced. He has sought us. He has looked for us. He has gathered us. He is binding up our wounds. He is strengthening our weak knees. And he says, come and join me in this task. Don't trample the water for yourself and push others away, but come with me to broaden the tent, to enlarge the place where people can come. My prayer is that we will be excited to be in the team of the good shepherd who seeks and searches for the lost, who binds up the injured, who strengthens the weak, who gathers those who have become scattered. Let's pray together. Lord, will you help us To be found by you where we are lost. To be drawn back to you where we have strayed. To be strengthened where we have become weak. And we offer ourselves to follow the good shepherd. To follow the shepherd who is seeking the lost. Put that on our hearts. Help us to pray, to love, to care, to reach out, to welcome, to strengthen, to heal, to bind up lead us to be your people, we pray. And where there is a specific element of this ministry that we have forgotten or neglected or ignored, Lord, forgive us and help us to be your hands and feet, the instruments of your blessing. Jesus, the good shepherd, fill us, we pray. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.